Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now remember the Global Ag Network. That's what I said, dude. Oh. God Almighty, you're not I listening. Did you not? Can you not hear anything? I can now, but I can't. All right, man. fine. Damn. We're just watching the uh, Ranger game as always, and uh, we just saw a WTANM University uh, player got um, drafted by the Texas Rangers as the fourth, the four thousandth pick, the forty fifth hundred pick of a draft, <laughs> with the two hundred ninety fifth pick of the MLB draft. The Texas Rangers select Joe Corbett. Pitcher, West Texas A&M University. You got drafted 90 picks after a high school kid. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go there, Joe. Uh, well, everybody, I know everybody's not interested in the Texas Rangers draft selection process, but uh, we are because we watch them every night, so suck it. This is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast, nonetheless, and this is Brent Carlson, and I'm your host every time we have this thing in Landon. Nolan, he is my co-host, and we'll go ahead and say our Twitter handles. Mine is at... Trader Brent and Landon is no twit Landon forty four. We're always supposed to do it like at the beginning of the episode, but we kind of started to forget to do that. So uh, while we're doing that, we're going to tell you how to download this thing. That's everybody really already knows, but I try to fill time sometimes, so I just say it. That's on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere and everywhere, uh, especially via the Global Lag Network. That's the network we're a part of, along with a lot of other great. And fantastic podcast, Moving Iron Podcast, uh, Ag News Daily, of course, and Girls Talk Ag, and all of those other favorite and fam- world-famous podcasts that are out there. Well, this week, we're kind of here and there and everywhere. I've got a little sprinkler sprinkler hell to talk about. It was actually a couple weeks ago, but uh, we couldn't fit it all in last week, so we're going to carry it over into this week. And um, we've got a few more, I don't know, we're just kind of skimming the internet, looking at cool news stories, and... Um, Let's see, Landon, what was the, there was a Catholic principal that got busted at a D.C. strip club during a school field trip, so that always works out for people. That's good. Uh, let's see, a cat sparks a $7,500 rescue mission after getting stuck on a bridge for six days. Mission <laughs> fails, pet gets bored and goes home. So a lot of that stuff, um, there's a, uh, let's see, a peacock wriggles free after getting stuck in a pickup truck's grill. There's video. Florida Ooh. man. Always there's a Florida man story. Gets arrested for allegedly throwing a corn cob at his mom's head. Thank goodness it wasn't a popcorn. Because keep, keep wasting those corn on the cobs, making that price go up. Yeah, man, get rid of some of that supply. We'll talk a little bit about that supply and how frustrating it is to be a trader in this stupid market when you have record low plantings on June what June the 3rd, and um, they open up overnight 10 higher, and then they end up the next day during regular hours. 
one higher, and of course now they're lower this evening. So it's just great and wonderful. It puts everybody in a good mood, especially when you buy out. You know, you know. Anyway, oh, I know. so yeah, yeah. Landon knows. Landon knows more than anybody. I keep getting uh, deals from HQ, which I suck at that, and DraftKings. So um, yeah, we're just kind of all over the place. Landon, you uh, got all your crop in. What's this, what's the story out your place look like? Got the corn in. Corn's been in for a little over a month. It's it's growing. Need to need to plant about ninety acres of Milo, but just keeps dead gum rain. It just dead, won't. Just it. kidding. No, I damn love it, the rain. Damn it, rain. What Landon? What's the Milo market now these days? What's it like? <laughs> It's over. It's over seven bucks a hundred weight. Uh, seven bucks a hundred weight. That's a uh, what does that pay, Landon? What have you been making the last few years? Been making what eight thousand pounds? <laughs> no, no. The best I've ever done is like seventy four hundred. I 7, think. I think last year I had I had two forty five acre patches. One made six thousand, and then the other one, the other stepchild patch, made about oh, a little over two thousand. So it all averages out to do, about. Do you think stepchildren take offense to the moniker of? being treated like a stepchild because there's a lot of stepchildren out there that have been f- treated pretty well pretty nice yeah yeah like michael jackson's kids hanging over a balcony or no that was his real, real kid. kids oh yeah god rest his real, yeah uh, not god rest michael jackson's soul god help that child's soul yeah i don't know i probably shouldn't say that because i'm there there's some stepchildren that get treated nice and i'm sure yeah. there's some that don't so. even the red-headed ones <laughs> I, I want to know what why. Why like, do much redheads? Or I'm not a redhead anymore. Unless not I got anymore. Sunburn, unless I got sunburned. No, unless you, yeah. You're well. You're literally redheaded because I mean, really, it's red it's hair. Like freckleheaded. Freckleheaded. Yeah. So, I mean, you had to be a to be a redheaded stepchild. I mean, if you're a blonde headed or a dark headed, a black headed stepchild, I mean, are they a lot better? Are they treated better? Just I mean, is it a racist thing against redheaded kids or what? I don't know why we get such a bad rap. Um, I mean, Annie only came out, was only released one. No, Annie's had two releases. Yeah. And she that, was the epitome of a redheaded stepchild. Maybe that, it comes from Annie. It probably comes from that, and it probably comes from Problem Child. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> no, that was John. Was that John Ritter's stepchild? Yeah. They, yeah, because he was trying to hook it up with his mom. Wasn't it? Well, it was And his, then Gilbert Godfrey, they, that's where he got his They adopted birth. him. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were already married. Have you ever seen the video of Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades, Shades of, of Grey? Oh, man. No fisting, you say? <laughs> I agree to the fisting. <laughs> it's so funny. The way he reads it is uh, just, oh, I love Gilbert. He's so what funny. A, what a voice. It's so weird to hear him talk, like when they interview him and he talks in his normal voice. It's, oh, I know. I mean, it's all his screaming and everything. Here's Delano DeShields back from Nashville AAA. That's what happens when Joey, Joey Gallo yeah. blows out an oblique. That's your what? Your side? Your back, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think he's on the. With, I, so the, did they change? Am I right? Did they change it from the DL to the IL? Is that a yeah? New, the, the injured list. Injured list. No, it's no longer the designated list. Yeah, or disabled list. Not disabled. Di- disabled. Such a mean term. Yeah, I mean, because um, that automatically denotes anybody that's disabled as being less than able. I don't know. It sucks. Like, everybody know. knows what it means. What's the big deal? I know. So what about injured people? I mean, well, they need to send Delano Shields back down now. <laughs> yeah, did he just get picked off? <laughs> he got thrown out. <laughs> oh man, by Baltimore, by by a guy with the last name of Bundy. Nice, Al Bundy. Jeez, let's put it in the Bat Boy. Maybe he can. Maybe he can. Let's see how close he was. Uh, da, 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 da. He's gonna. Oh wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he's safe. No, he's safe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Here we go. Okay, so we're looking at the slow mo. We're coming down. He is. 
tag there. He's safe. I think he's already safe. Okay. Why are they? Why do they have to wear a potholder when they're or an oven mitt when they're when they're well, running they're sli- the base? It's their sliding glove, douche. Still though, I still I still don't understand how they're not twisting ankles every time they step on the base. Yeah. I never. I don't understand that. The other thing I don't understand about baseball is why is the pitcher not wearing a helmet? The pitcher has almost more business wearing a helmet than the batter does. I agree. I mean, I, I wear one in softball, and you, you take some pretty damn close calls. Be- yeah, because what's the fastest? Who, who is the guy that throws the 105-mile-an-hour fastballs? Chapman. Aroldis Chapman. Chapman. Uh, so, and what's exit velocities from Joey Gallo's bat? Like 111. 111, 113. Did you see when Chapman got smoked in the head and had to get like 35 staples on his scalp? Uh-uh. He got hit right in the freaking head, and the ball goes into the dugout. It's unreal. This was a few years ago. I think it was in preseason. I thought he's not. How long has he been playing? Oh, eight or nine years. Oh, maybe. I thought he was. I didn't. I thought he was somewhat new. Oh, okay. I mean, and he's he, what? What? No, not what? He could be around for eight or nine years and still be like twenty six. That's true. That's true. Yeah. But Parker Brittle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who's he play for, Landon? I can't remember. Is it, uh, not the White Sox, is it? Let's he, look it up. He was on the he was on the Reds, I think, and then he went to the Cubs. He won a World Series with the Cubs. Aroldis Chapman is playing currently for the I wonder New York Yankees. Yeah, oh, New York great. Yankees. Yeah. Click on his uh, baseball reference uh, there at top. Okay, let's look baseballreference.com, dot com. Aroldis Chapman. I know you. Everybody's. Went with the Reds for about, hell no, he's yeah, nine years. Was he on the Cubs in 16? He was in Cincinnati, then he was at New York, and then Chicago, and now he's back with the Yankees. What year was he in Chicago? 16. Yeah, that's yeah, the year, the year they, won. they won the World Series, yeah. yeah. He's been an all-star five times, Cy Young Award nominee, placing eight. And yeah, look up, look up the YouTube video of him getting smoked in the head. It's pretty awful. Okay, Landon, let me see if I can pull this up on my iPad. Hopefully it's plugged in really well. And while we're doing that, Landon, I am going to ask you to talk about something completely unrelated, so go. Okay, well, <clears throat> I guess I could talk about the the, the the unleashed dog that came and tried to attack oh, God. Here me we and go. my daughter on our walk. Oh, your daughter. That's right. Your daughter was with you. Okay, yeah. Landon, talk about your psycho episode. So some, so some redneck was out mowing his yard with his little kid, and they just had this stupid dog running around in the front yard, and... So we had our dog and my daughter in a stroller, and we were walking by, and here comes this dog, pretty pissed off. And so what do you think it, he was mad about? I don't know. I don't know. Like, Maybe that my dog was getting to walk down the street. Did Did you start singing "Who Let the Dogs Out"? No, kind of called this guy some bad names. Uh oh. Did and your wa- oh that one's gone? Elvis Andrews just knocked one into the outfielder's glove. <laughs> but no, he. I called him about every name in the book, and he didn't. He never said a word. So. Wow, Landon. That was real Christian of you. No, actually, there's just about two names I called him. Oh, okay. <laughs> one started with an F, and the other one started with an idiot. So. <laughs> Did you know this guy, or was he a complete stranger? I have no idea who he was. He's just some dumbass. Probably guy. a hate crime, too, I bet. Yeah, no, he was He was, old. He was a gringo? Yeah. Oh, was. that's right. You said redneck. But now he's just some dumbass that doesn't put his dog on a leash. Okay, so. Lynn, let's see if we can... Well, this is a three-and-a-half-minute deal. No. Oh, i got to turn it up. Or is there any volume? Here, start it over. You okay. See that All right, here we go. Come on. Here we go. Oh! Damn, nation. Let's go back here one more time. 
I think they'll show in slow motion. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! He had to get something like, and, I, and I'm gonna be wrong on this, but something like 35 staples in his head or something. Oh my oh. gosh, that is that's that's ridiculous, man. Paul Lassard, the trainer, out. Tomas Vera, the assistant trainer, racing out. Brian Price, members of his coaching staff. The he had a kid that had a great year last year for this oh. Players all crowded around the mound, and Salvador Perez is beside himself over at first base. In fact, he's now slowly walking in toward the mound. It was it was this is line drive so if the manager came out would this be considered a mound visit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see the umpire come up here in a minute saying, "Okay, guys, break okay. it up." <laughs> <laughs> so is like so did this happen years ago? I get it looks kind of this probably happened oh, five years ago maybe. So I guess they're playing the Royals. This is when he was playing for the Reds. Oh, I mean, I don't guess they they don't. A lot of times they don't do that. Oh. All the players that are crowded around. Oh, I mean, he goes down like crazy. Anyway, wild stuff, Landon. Well, this isn't a baseball podcast, but maybe if we get more downloads, maybe it will become a baseball podcast. The thing about it is, is I don't know much about baseball, so how about them sod poodles? (laughs) You know what? My brother is actually there right now, so well, uh, they got a they got that. Do you remember Fernando Tatis that played for the Rangers back in the 90s? No, nah, I wasn't watching baseball then. His son plays for the Padres, and he was like one of the youngest ever open day starters. Okay. And anyway, he's on a rehab assignment in Amarillo right now in oh. AA. Oh, I think I saw that in the news. Yeah, yeah, I see. Well, cool, yeah. So anyway, uh, back to farming talk. Did we even start with farming talk? Sprinkler Hill. It's one of those great things that uh, you get to deal with as an irrigator, and um, it's a whole lot of fun. I mean, one of the most unreliable things outside of a redheaded stepchild is a sprinkler reverser, and especially on half-milers. They tend to cause the most trouble Mm -hmm. and have the most unreliability, and when it happens to the same sprinkler, except it happened on one end and then it happened on the other end, first time around, it uh this happened back in march or so we were running it back to the stop actually no we were watering and no no we were just moving it just moving it anyway so uh this happened at night of course everything happens at night and it's a half mile sprinkler and it uh, of course we have everything on our phones so we can see where they're at and everything and um i get a weird like usually you'll get a text that says says power off or it's stuck or something like that and uh anyway and it'll give you a gps map of where it's actually pointed and um, anyway, so I get down to look at it. I'm like, that sprinkler ought to be about where it's, you know, at the sprinkler stop by now. So I get online and look at it. And from what the map is telling me, the sprinkler is not only not in the field anymore, it is across the county road, which <laughs> the county road has six foot deep uh, ditches landed because believe it or not, they dug them out and put the dirt back up on the county road. Wow. And on the far side, the far ditch, and on the other side of that far ditch are the highline poles. And it's got it pointing like it's went through the highline poles and it's already in the next field across the county road. I'm like, I've either got one of two things. I've either got a complete and absolute wreck or it's got, you know, just a malfunction or something. So, of course, this is like 1030 at night or whatever. So um, I hop in the pickup and haul ass over there. It's about three, four miles away and get over there. And 
Fortunately, all it was was the uh, end tower did not reverse, and it just climbed up on the permanent stop. And if anybody knows anything about sprinklers, they are freaking mountain goats, and they can climb on the back of a like what is a oh, what is it called? Uh, what does Jerry Jones say? A decapitated mosquito or something? You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they could climb up the back of a decapitated mosquito. Anyway, and that's what this did. It just climbed and climbed, and it just rolled over backwards. And fortunately, it was just that end span, and it ended up not being just a whole big deal. Was your was your nephew there to say the second tower cratered? No, he, he actually beat me to it, Landon. <laughs> he actually beat me to it, and I think both of my brothers maybe were gone. That I think they were maybe I don't know where they were, but they were gone. And so I sent a picture of it, and it was a it was a could have been a whole lot worse. So uh, anyway, and it took about six weeks to get that fixed. Thank goodness we didn't need it, but we got it fixed. Got a couple. Spans a pipe and um, and uh, had to replace some uh, moving parts there on that end span, but uh, end tower. But uh, so it ended up not being very bad. So uh, cut to uh, here about two weeks ago, and uh, we're running the sprinkler around the other way, and um, it's just uh, what we call windshield wipe. It just makes a half a circle, and um, the the county road runs parallel with it when it's running north and south. So um, we run it across the cotton, we water it up, and then we make a pass across the corn and uh, water it up. And uh, so we stop it. Okay, so we get done with that, and then fast forward another couple weeks, and we get ready to start it up again. And it's about, the end tower is probably, I don't know, what, 40 yards from the, uh, from the sprinkler stop. So we back it up, and uh, we put it, you know, like a 60% or something to uh, get it over there pretty quick so we don't have to wait. And so we've got that sprinkler there. Then we've got another sprinkler caddy corner uh, to the north. And one of my brothers is starting wells on that one and getting it going. And I'm over here on our, this other one starting wells, getting it going. And uh, so I'm kind of watching. I'm kind of really more concentrating on starting the wells up and everything. And I know the sprinkler's going fine. And of course, like I said, your phone will tell you if it stops or something. So I'm like, all right, I got all this. So I get all the wells done. I'm like, all right, I'm going to run over to the end span and, um, Make it, and then Baltimore hits another home run, but, you know, whatever. So, anyway, I get over there, and it's about getting about 10 feet from there. I'm like, all right, I'm going to slow this thing down so uh, it doesn't bow out and everything and, uh, you know, get out in front of this. You're prepared this time. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I'm looking down at my phone. I can do it with my phone, and I look down, and I'm, you know, pulling it all up and everything, and I look up. And I'm like, okay, and the, the it's, I'm looking, I'm like staring at this end tower, and it's still got like two feet to hit the stop. And I look down towards the pivot, and about three-fourths of the entire sprinkler is down in the ditch. <laughs> and like I said earlier, this is a six-foot deep ditch with about a 60% grade from, incline from the top of the field down into the ditch. So I'm like, oh, you know, I was saying, I was acting like I was a, getting onto somebody for not having their dog on a leash. So then I'm on my four wheeler. <laughs> so I, uh, so I haul ass down to the pivot to stop it. And as soon as I get down there, safety's out. So I'm like that, you know, and the, and the, <laughs> and the end tower didn't never got closer than about two feet from the stop. So it's, it would have still kept going if it wouldn't have safetyed out. So anyway, so I get down, I'm like, all right, well, I guess all I can do now is see if this thing will climb back up out of this ditch. Cause it didn't, I mean, this thing was tilted over like crazy. Did you start blaring Eye of the Tiger out of your pickup to give it a little motivation? No, not really. I was I wasn't thinking straight at that point, but anyway, I so I uh, I so I reverse it. I'm like, oh god, I hope this thing will reverse. So forts anyway, so I reverse it, and it, that the end, the last few towers start climbing out, and so anyway, I um, 
go down towards the where the last tower is that's in the ditch, and I just kind of watch them as each one climbs up, and I'm like, and then I start thinking, if one of these U-joints or drive shafts gives out, this thing is going to roll back in the ditch and freaking really have a wreck. So anyway, I, I get down there, and then one climbs up, the next one, the next one, the next one, then I get down about four or five from this pivot, so I'm like, man, I'm going to get out of this thing without a wreck. And the, anyway, so I'm at the fourth tower, and it gets about three quarters up of the way, and then all of a sudden it it goes, and the up where the the two spans connect together, the pipe just uh, collapsed and bent down. Fortunately, it didn't fall down. But um, anyway, and it was probably what it was, or I don't know what the hell happened. It was running straight the whole time, and it's not like we had it on 80 or 90 or 100%. But we had it on 60, and then I was slowed it down to like 10. Well, it was too late by that point because a lot of times if you run a sprinkler too fast, it'll it'll start bowing out and all that good stuff. So uh, anyway, I don't know what the hell happened there. And um, so, you know, we got the people called, and they're going to – no, he's off the base. But anyway, so the next day – the next – no, 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 when was it? The next day or two days later? Anyway, we got that sprinkler that my brother had started – and um, this was like in the morning, like eight or so in the morning. It was coming up to its stop. And so we just happened to be down there. We were going down there to see when it would hit the stop. We'd speed it up when it was going back across. And uh, we watched it walk. It hits the stop. The lever hits the stop and just continues to keep on walking. And I'm like, you have got to be shitting me. So thank goodness we were there. This time, so I haul ass down to the sprint uh, to the pivot and stop it. And um, anyway, so I get up there, and all it is is this little clamp that clamps to the cables that the cables connect to the reversing arms, and that cable that connects to the uh, the clamp that connects to the cable uh, connects to the motor box that reverses the end tower whenever it gets tripped, and um, it just came loose. And it's not even; it's just like. All it is, Landon, it's like a um, it's like a block. It's got a little block, like two inches long, and it's got a slot in the middle of it. And you just got a set screw that screws that uh, tightens the uh, cable down into the clamp, and that's all it is. That's what keeps your entire sprinkler from going out in the county road, the the power poles, the highway, anywhere. So anyway, so I have to fix that, and um, for, just thank goodness because we have the big big barn there that we're going to tear down. And um, and it would have just—I mean—it would have climbed right up on that. We'd have had another complete wreck. Why don't you, so, just, uh, why don't you just let the sprinkler tear the barn down? <laughs> I'm thinking, from the way the looks of that barn is built, that barn's gonna win. Uh, is uh, is what I'm is what I'm thinking. Okay, guys, we're gonna have like a short second segment because we're already like 22 minutes into this thing. We've got our sponsor this week. Are you looking forward to the rapture? What happens if the rapture comes and you don't leave? And you're still here. You might be entitled to some money. Yes. From these are also mesothelioma lawyers, but their their main work is rapture. And I mean, obviously, it's a one time event. So um, they're that's that's their main uh, that's their main focus. So we're gonna have them. We're gonna have Rado Ricardo. He's gonna give a weather report, and we're gonna have whatever the hell we're talking about right after this on the Dryland Farmer Podcast. Well, howdy there, partner. If you're listening to this, you're probably in a hell of a lot of trouble. And I do mean that quite literally. Are you looking to your left and to your right? Did somebody come through your house yesterday evening like a thief in the night? Well, no worries, because here at 
Rapture Inc., we're your last stop before that long sleep in the hot place. You heard it right. Rapture Inc., we bring you all your needs for the tribulations and the trials that lay ahead. Once again, quite literally. <laughs> I mean, we won't really worry about it because, you know, like I said, if you're listening to this, I'm already in the high place on a cloud. Cloud nine, I'm fishing with St. Pete and all those other cliches that, you know, quite honestly don't really, you know, they don't describe what's headed for you. But, uh, hey, you know, let me get back to the story here. Rapture Inc., we've got all of your all of your weapons for those four horsemen that are coming up and down. They've got like 200 million, like, uh, soldiers that are going to come tearing across the earth. And you really won't have much of a chance in all that thing and everything. But, um, you know, hey. At least, you you know, we want to give you a fighting chance until there's no chance left at all. Rapture, Inc. For the makers of Tribulation Trials. That's right. You can try to sue God all you want. And we've got the lawyers because, I mean, let's be honest. Lawyers aren't going to get caught up in the rapture or anything. They're going to be down there to serve you. I mean, I saw that Kurt Cameron, uh, you know, movie uh, Left Behind. I mean, there was some pretty poor acting in it and everything. But, you know, it was fictional. And so they got, you know, that going for them. But, hey, Rapture, Inc., we're here to serve you for all the tribulations that lie ahead. Hey, Michael. Hey, hey, did you call 911 when you got that chimichanga stuck in your culo? Huh? Hey, 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 Michael, I told you what to say anything about that. Hey, 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 this is Ricardo. Then I said, yo, enjoy that part of our podcast, Weather Update. Well, Brent, it's another week of stormy, stormy weather, but I know you got like a pizza, a lot of rain the other day on like uh, part of the farm, and then like the other part of the farm is like not so much or whatever, and then like you're watching all these, all these uh, corn stories and everything in the floods in the Midwest or whatever. And you're like all counting on it to like make the corn go up, you know, like the price or whatever. And then like it like completely like falls flat on its culo, you know what I'm saying? Ah, ah, ah. Hey, so you can't, you know, you can't win a ball or whatever. What did they say? You can't pick the top? Hey, I got a top of Diego sister yesterday. I'm like, hey, hey, guys, Anyway, uh, sorry, uh, you know, that's well, kind of a, it's kind of a tushy, it's kind of a tushy subject, Michael. Hey, this forecast this week, you know, it's looking kind of on the up and up. You got sun some days, and then you got rain the other days, and that's pretty much all that's kind of amounting to, Michael. I mean, there's going to be like one day where it's like above 90 degrees for like one day. I remember like what last year, Michael was already like 90, like 90 every day of the week in June, Michael, and I know you got like a sprinklers off, and it's like saving you money, but then you're going to start showing calves, so that's like eating up your money. So, I mean, hey, you can't win them all, but hey. Hey, this week's uh, podcast sponsored by uh, Rapture Inc. Hey, but though I go to San Jose Catholica Church, and, uh, man, well, they kind of just all prepared or whatever, but if you're going to be here during the tribulation, they've got all kinds of, like, pickaxes and, like, torches and all kinds of other stuff to, like, ward off the bad demons that are coming your way, but, but uh, hey, hopefully nobody will be around for it because, you know, it, it's kind of supposed to be kind of, like, unpleasant. This is Radar Ricardo de la Serio. Back to you. Okay, so we ran across something here on the uh, uh, during our break here while Radar Ricardo was doing the whole uh, weather and our uh, sponsor was giving their giving their whole commercial spill and uh, so yeah 
crazy lawsuits. So I've got a couple questions for Landon, and I would, I was, I'm going to ask him whether or not he would take a uh, litigation uh, strategy on these things. So um, first of all, Landon. Um, oh well, yeah, we got to get our, our sound, our uh, jingle in here. Okay, Landon. Also, you whether you would sue or would you call nine one one? And uh, really, off the top of the list, I mean, we got to get this out of the way. Any type of butt stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'd call nine one one. What about lawsuits? Would you sue anybody for a lawsuit? On butt stuff. On any kind of. Can you imagine any reason you would have the? I would say the balls, but would if you would really have the, the butt? Would that make any sense? No, if you would have the balls to sue for your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually your butt has your balls back, <laughs> and your yeah. balls. I mean, because just geographically speaking, your balls are never. If I could, you, if I could be a big enough of a butthole to sue for something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. If you had the balls to sue for your butthole, right. yeah, I'd probably just leave all the butt stuff alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think of that wouldn't be embarrassing if, like, I had a roll of toilet paper and somebody shoved in like a whole like a pine cone needles in there or something. Oh gosh! If you it know, wasn't if it wasn't really foreplay, <laughs> you would sue your lady for a little uh, blue ball <laughs> blue ball in you. Sue the sue the toilet paper company. Yeah, yeah. They uh, you think I bet you think they've been I bet they've been sued before, don't you think? Maybe maybe it was uh, maybe it was advertised as foreplay and it was only one and you poked through it really fast. Got wiped away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything got kind of got flushed under the, down the toilet and swept under the rug. Okay, so no butt stuff for nine one one or well, I don't know. I mean, you, why don't they make like an anonymous nine one one, like twelve one one or something? Yeah, down on the down low four one one or these, something. These aren't recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are not recorded for your privacy and uh, yeah, everything. We know everything's recorded. I mean, come on, everything's recorded. Okay, Landon. And uh, whether or not this is an actual story or not, uh, if Taco Bell ever ran out of taco shells, would you would you call nine one one or would you sue Taco Bell? I'd probably be more likely to sue. Yeah, I mean, and I and I told you this earlier. I've been to Taco Bell when they ran out of meat <laughs> in Hereford, yes. which is the beef capital of the yes. world, and they ran yeah. out of beef. <laughs> there was a little poetic irony going in on that thing. Yeah. Uh, what about Monsanto? You think uh, you'd ever sue Roundup if you actually grew a third thumb? If well, I don't know about that, but if if there's a chance I could get two billion dollars, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So you to, in order to get two billion dollars yourself, uh, you that means you would have to actually sue them for like ten billion because your lawyer is going to get eight of it. That'd be okay. Yeah. I could buy a lot of wigs with two billion dollars. <laughs> a lot of wigs. Wouldn't be a redhead anymore. Men don't wear wigs, yo. You wear I know. pieces. Yeah, pieces. Yeah. Or how do you like? You some- how do you like that, Jack? <laughs> Oh, man, I always love the Seinfeld references. Mm-hmm. Okay, Landon, now picture yourself single again. It's what not- if the bar ran out of women? Suing <laughs> <laughs> so the bar? I would be a very rich man if that was ever a, a uh, suable offense. They And they didn't really literally run out of women. They just ran out of the women, the ones that would be interested in, in your In your league? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Because there was always women at the bar... But yet, I never went home with one. That's I'm, I'm pretty sure there was a guy that sued one of the dating websites because he couldn't find couldn't find a date. Let's see it. if we can pull that up here. Um, yeah. Now there's this Grinder app. I don't know if we want to talk about this. This was on the Drudge Report, so it's somewhat family friendly. 
Ball gagged man says he couldn't call for help as grinder hookup robbed him. <laughs> Yet another Seinfeld reference where George Costanza meets his hooker on the subway oh, yeah. and she cuffs him to the bed frame and she goes, Eight dollars? <laughs> I spent my whole morning on you for eight dollars? <laughs> she takes his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Will I see you again? <laughs> Shows up to yeah. the coffee shop in a in the bed sheet. Yeah. I pretty like pretty he, classic. I like when he goes goes up to that woman and he's like Hello, my name's George. I'm unemployed and I live with my, my parents. parents. <laughs> Hi, I'm. <laughs> uh, <yeah. Whatever. laughs> I can't. Yeah, walks up to Steinbrenner. I wish I could say the same, but I can't with all these terrible things you've done to this great organization. Hire this man. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I've done is a complete sham. I just do the opposite. <laughs> so uh, back to here's some, uh, some top 10 frivolous lawsuits. In 92, Stella Liebeck ordered a cup of coffee to go to uh, ordered a coffee to go from McDonald's was sitting in the passenger seat and I'm sure everybody's heard of this in the seat of her nephew's car which was pulled over so she could add sugar to her coffee while removing the cup's lid Liebeck spilled her hot coffee burning her legs it was determined that Liebeck suffered third degree burns on over 6% of her body now that could only be like the size of a fingernail because chances are this fat ass was probably covering two back seats who told you to put the bomb on? <laughs> I didn't tell you to put the bomb on. Who told you to put the bomb on? Originally, she sought $20,000 in damages. They refused to settle with her out of court. However, they should have because then she was ultimately awarded $200,000 in compensatory damages. I would take a shower in hot coffee to get $200,000. My gosh. So stupid. That hot? That's pretty hot, Landon. <laughs> I mean, so my our sister in law sent me and my wife a text yesterday. She got a uh, uh, of a of a story on the internet. It said, doctors say drinking twenty five cu- even drinking even drinking twenty five cups of coffee per day will not is not hazardous to your heart health. Wow. Yeah. So uh, ooh, Delano Shield just got bonked, man, right in the back of the shoulder. Ooh. And he just, welcome back to the majors. That's probably without the sugar and all that stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah, the sugar would have cooled it down. In September 1988, two Akron, Ohio idiots, uh, carpet layers, <laughs> <laughs> named, named Bull and Dyke. Careful, Brent. They're going to they're gonna sue us. <laughs> two carpet layers named Bull and Dyke. No, I'm kidding. They do anything with the drapes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gordon and Gregory were severely burned when the three-and-a-half-gallon container of carpet adhesive ignited when the hot water heater it was sitting next to kicked on. Both men felt the warning label on the back of the can was insufficient. Words like flammable and keep away from heat didn't prepare them for the explosion. They filed suit against the adhesive manufacturer's parachem. A jury obviously agreed since the men were awarded $8 million for their troubles. If the jury agreed, how is it a frivolous lawsuit? This, that's my question on all these lawsuits. Who on these, these juries? Yeah. Who are the idiots on these juries? Like, for instance, in 1992, 23-year-old Karen Norman, sounds made up, accidentally backed her car into Galveston Bay after a night of drinking. Landon, have you ever, I mean, backing it into like a mud puddle and getting stuck is one thing. Yeah, I've never, never backed anything into a large <laughs> body of water. I've, uh, no, no, I haven't either. But Galveston Bay... <laughs> um, who sings Corpus Christi Bay? I don't know. I can't remember. Is it Corey Morrow or Robert Earl? Robert Earl Keen. But uh, I don't think he backed his truck into Corpus Christi Bay. Anyway, of course, this is after a night of drinking. She couldn't operate her seatbelt and drowned. Her passenger managed to disengage herself and make it to shore. Norman's parents sued Honda for making a seatbelt of their drunken daughter. 
Her blood alcohol level was 0.17. Why she couldn't open underwater. A jury found Hanna 75% responsible for Karen's death and rewarded her family $65 million. And that, yeah. Why didn't Honda go and sue the alcohol companies that gave her beer? Because they were 25% culpable. I don't know why they didn't sue Galveston. In May 2003, Stephen Joseph of San Fran sued Kraft Foods for putting trans fat in their Oreo cookies. Now, is this fat that used to be not fat and that's why it's a trans fat? If you're eating Oreos, you don't care about trans fat. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, for putting trans fat into their Oreo cookies, he wanted an injunction to order Kraft to stop selling Oreos to children. Once the media caught wind of Joseph's lawsuit, the media blitz came, became too much for him to handle. He decided to drop the suit. Oh, nice. And thank God they weren't double stuffs. Ooh, I like double stuff. Or maybe the pumpkin spice kind. I don't like those, but... No, no, I don't either. And uh, here to finish up, we're probably getting long here, but in 97, Larry Harris of Illinois broke into a bar owned by Jesse Ingram. Ingram, the victim of several break-ins, had recently set a trap around his windows. It's a trap! <laughs> a trap around his windows to deter potential burglars. Harris, 37, who was under the influence of both alcohol and drugs, of course... Must have missed the warning sign prominently displayed in the window. He set off the trap as he entered the window, electrocuting himself. <laughs> the police refused to file murder charges, thank God. Harris's family saw it differently, however, and filed a civil suit against Ingram. A jury yeah. <laughs> originally awarded the Harris family 150 grand. Later, the award was reduced to 75. When it is decided Harris should only share half of the blame. I, I didn't see that one going to electrocution, but. No, I figured it was like a mouse trap or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like a that. large mouse trap, but. Yeah, he, I think he should. I think that's probably a just, a just lawsuit on that one. Yeah. You, sh- you shouldn't set a trap that's going to kill a guy. No, but I don't think it was going to kill a guy. Let's see. Climb, climb in this window and there's a guillotine that's going to chop you in half. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, shoot. Okay, guys. Well, long story short is don't abuse our justice system. Don't be a douchebag. That's, that should be just a common moniker everybody should go be, by. Be extra careful around Galveston Bay. Yeah. don't it, That Galveston Bay, it's not like a squirrel darted out in front of this chick. It's Galveston Bay. It's been there since the beginning of time. I mean, Galveston hadn't, but yeah. Well, guys, we hope everybody's enjoyed this pointless podcast once again, this pointless episode. We just like to go all over the place. We talked baseball. We talked litigation. We talked sprinklers. So uh, we talk everything that we can think of and then some more. But everybody, so we uh, enjoy that you enjoy the podcast and uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear some feedback and also listen to this podcast on the Global Ag Network. And until next time, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Rapture Inc. For when everybody else is gone, we're here for you. Rapture Inc. The Dryland Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network, all rats reserved 2019.